are live. Welcome to Short Convos. Me as Miralai and Mr. JC, uh, Warrior of Light Cashman. Welcome to our show. What episode are we on, Naz? We are on 25. We didn't even mention that last week was 24 when we had yeah, a yeah, I, 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 That's partly why I mentioned it. I noticed it last week. After, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, post to post, the posting of the post. We, so. we should start there because uh, I thought that was an interesting topic. Lucky numbers. Or okay. Numbers, in, numbers well, in general. Could we come back to that, actually? I, I feel there's back. more of a pressing thing I, I want to bring to uh, this. Ooh, I've pressing. come with pure pure intent. And okay. uh, have you watched the uh, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet? I have not. Okay. I'm telling you, as the next thing you do is to watch that. Whether <laughs> it's, you know, after work later or however it works, you have to watch this, it. This evening. I'm assuming Netflix is where I'm going. Netflix is where you're going. Uh, are you following him on Instagram? Uh, I'm not, but I, I've watched all of his stuff up till then. So Planet and Earth and uh, yeah. Deep Sea and all of that stuff. So follow on Instagram. This this documentary is he's he's called it his uh, witness statement, and uh, I, we we can catch up more on it next next week if you like. Uh, no, but well. yeah, you. Every single person everywhere needs to watch this. It needs to be shown in schools. Uh, it, yeah, it, I'm just really passionate. It's one of the best documentaries, informative documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, the guy is a treasure to the human race. And it's not all about, oh, and here is the, you know, the centipede that is, uh, it, it's not all about that. It's purely his witness statement, as he says, of what he's seen. He's like 92, 93 years old of what he's seen. And, uh, facts and everything to where it's going so yeah sorry to interrupt there but no no you're good uh, i'm assuming that means in terms of our impact on this planet and the the damage that we're doing to it yes yeah more so like i i want you to watch it and then we can talk about it I, i'd like to next watch. week for sure i'll yeah. have it watched by next episode so we can um, uh, get into it yeah it, it's yeah it's just a topic i i think we uh we should be talking about for sure but yes, you, you, let's go with what you, what was it? Numbers, lucky numbers. Lucky numbers. Since, uh, yeah, last week was episode 24. And I don't know if we've ever mentioned it because you've never gone by uh, too fast for you on here. But uh, 24, I believe, is your lucky number. Uh, yes. Well, uh, 24, it's a, I suppose it's an identity number. It goes back, oh, I couldn't even put a, a year on it, actually. It goes back to the late 90s. Uh, my dad bought a car magazine and it had a bumper sticker on it, you know, like the Do Your Up car magazines. It had a bumper sticker on it that had Too Fast You written as the number, the word to, the word fast, the word for, and the word you.com. And uh, I got it put on a fighting suit, uh, Too Fast You, and it seemed to stick. And uh, people started referring me as Too Fast You. And then good friend Corey Kane. He came up with an idea of a logo, uh, 24, abbreviating it, abbreviating it to that. And his point of view was like uh, creating an identity. And for instance, Michael Jordan is known as 23, isn't he? He's mm -hmm. basketball number. And uh, yeah, it stuck. So I suppose for me, 24 is an identity number. Eight, if I had to pick a lucky number, uh, that predates 24 as well. Eight is also my lucky number. So 24 and eight are the numbers uh, that I, I play play with. You? Any reason on eight? Or is it, is it one of those things that occurs in life? 
Uh, it's not an occurring. Well, that uh, number three is also a recurring thing. We've spoken about that in the pre previous episode. And number eight, I suppose uh, my birthday is the eighth of June. I think that might where it originally comes from. And I believe in Chinese or Eastern uh, culture, eight is known as a lucky number. I think it the is, number plate eight was sold for some billion uh, yen or whatever it was back back Crazy when. money. Yeah, yeah. You. Uh, lucky number or number that one i like to zeros. focus well one it, it's, it's one <laughs> it is one uh i like the number one uh, i like the I, I like the mentality attached with coming first and being first uh, and being number one so i i try to ingrain that number in a bit more um in terms of a number that i'd say five and i couldn't tell you why but five is a number that just turns up in my life all the time. Uh, there's always five or something, or, you know, they say things come in free, but for me, yeah. things to cut tend to come in fives. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know why. So uh, I'm yeah expecting five kids in the next five years and stuff. like yeah. that. So that's how stuff will end up going. You bet. You better get busy then. Better get busy. It's all right. Twins and triplets. It'll be done. Done. Yeah. Done in two. Oh. <laughs> And that, uh, do you find yourself, you say like number one, so obviously the number one spot on a podium, that sort of mentality, but do you find yourself drawn to doing things in a certain way? So like, for instance, we spoke about it before, but like my theory of three, I find myself always drawn, like when I'm goal setting, breaking things down, explaining things. I always find I'm drawn now subconsciously, it was more of a conscious thing, but now subconsciously to making things in threes. And yeah. We, we went to the petrol station yesterday and I had the choice of all the pumps. So I go to pump number one. If number one isn't available, I go to pump number eight. Do you find yourself drawn to that Got kind it. of thing? Yeah. So that, and that's a big part of it is I, I certainly used to ramble too much and then I'd get lost in choice. So I read this book and it was called the one thing. And it basically, it's a short book and it tells you about focusing on one thing at a time uh, and simplifying things. So that's a big part of where the one comes from. So yeah, again, petrol station, I always aim for one. If I can't have one, it's two. Uh, and I move my way up from there. And yeah, it's minimizing choice is a big thing. It's like, if I get a choice of three things and I, I'm here or there on all of them, I just go for the first choice. I, that's I find, interesting. I I'm there. Useful. I've never thought of that before in a minimalizing kind of uh, technique way. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you feel? You feel like, for instance, there's too much choice or you're too overwhelmed because of choice? I, I think in general, there is now too much choice. And I think we get unhappy when the choice is too broad. So for example, you've got to go and buy something on Amazon and it's something generic. I'll give you an example. Recently, we had to get those infrared thermometers to yeah. uh, check temperatures. You type it in on Amazon and you'll get a hundred different results. All of them basically are the exact same thing, but you can't help but start going through and comparing and trying to figure out which is the best bang for your buck one. But the reality of it is, is they're all, they're all the same. Uh, and, and I think then your, your whole choice thing, that whole mechanic can be quite, you can end up spending a lot more time on something than you need to. Whereas if you just go, right, I'm just going to pick the number one rated one and that's the one I'm going to pick. Uh, and it just takes, takes the time out of it and it takes the questioning out of it. And if it turns up and it's rubbish, you return it and you get the number two thing uh, and kind of operate it that way rather than pondering for, for ions and ions. Very, very logical way. But do you, do you find very you have logical. 
have any other kind of relationship to numbers? Because uh, I didn't think we would talk about numbers today, but it makes me think about different relationships with numbers. Well, For I don't instance, know if your your uh, thing was on trouble was on on trouble on purpose. Your, your outfit well, choice. For no, oh, well, it, it is. We were talking about sports, weren't we? And right. uh, this is 49ers. Uh, my brother's, well, 24 has a bit of a resonance through my life as well. Um, my brother's American football number was 42, hence the 42 T-shirt. But it actually refers to the, uh, the great uh, 49ers uh, corner, uh, Ronnie Lott. Uh, who was a player back, back in the day. So yeah, my, my fighting number was 24, my brother's was 42. And there was no, there was no reason for that, it just happened. I had my first daughter, Cece, when I was 24, in 2004. Uh, and yeah, there, there's a few, there's a few, I think uh, you can sort of make it up, can't you? You can sort of look at these things and you can sort find of, it, can't you? Yeah. But it, I think it's still a nice thing. Like I, I know I am Mr. Ones and Zeros, but I still appreciate stuff like that. I think that's still a nice touch, uh, especially yeah. now, you know, CC is uh, too fast for you uh, as well. I think it's, it, it works, it operates. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, yeah, do you have a connection with numbers? For instance, uh, my wife has always had a thing about even numbers. And uh, Cece's actually gone to another level with it. And the radio, for instance, the volume or the volume on the telly always has to be on an even number. Uh, and then it goes even more OCD, not necessarily with her, but I know people, you know, like a watch with a dial, the, the watch dial always has to be in the right place. Are you that OCD with numbers? I am, but completely unconsciously. And it's not like, if you put the TV on 17, we were sitting there, I wouldn't be sitting there like getting an itch to put it 16 or 18. But if you gave me the remote and let me put the volume, it would go to an even number. Uh, and, and, and that's just automatic. So, and same, I, I'm very similar with things like dials and resetting things straight and all the rest of it. But if it was someone else or if it was somewhere else and things were not on the dial, I don't tend to let it affect me so much. So I, I don't know if I'm there with it, but in my own mind, yeah, there's, there's a default place and number and time for things. I like to get it there. And I don't think that's OCD. I, I sometimes really don't like that word because I think it's just, having your shit together. I don't know if OCD is how far I would say I take it. I think when people call me OCD, I'm like, no, I just like things organized. I just like things in their place. If you like things in a mess, fine, get on with it. But yeah, I, I don't consider it OCD. Mm, because uh, I, I don't know why it's triggering off in the head, but Ian, uh, our uh, Wolfpack manager, he, he, he has a rucksack whenever we go away and he never zips it up. It's always <laughs> unzipped. And it like drives me mad. Like I don't <laughs> get crazy about numbers. Like I can survive, like I will have the volume practically uh, as in if it needs to be on seven, it's on seven. Uh, but I do also find I do the evens just to keep everyone else happy. Uh, but... Yeah, for instance, he had, he's never lost anything. Nothing ever drops out of it. Uh, yeah. but, he, but just things like that, it's like I couldn't, I couldn't bear walking around with a rucksack under. No, that, that's a nightmare to me. And I would have to, that, I mean, there, I would probably have to say something. Like if I saw someone walking around with their rucksack undone, I would probably, and I'd be thinking I'm being a good Samaritan by doing it. Uh, hmm. I'd be letting them know that their bag was open. And if they turn around and went, oh, I know, then I'd be bothered. I'd be like, what do you mean? What do you mean you know? You're just cool with that? Just being open? Like that zip is purposely designed 
to be closed right now. To be functional. We need to have a word with Ian. That's uh, yeah. dysfunctional behaviour as far as I'm concerned. And then, well, numbers is a fascinating thing, really, isn't it? Like, where, yeah, where did all that come from? Well, as in the whole thing of numbers? Yeah, yeah. We're, doing, like, we're not even talking A's and B's here. We're talking just ones and twos. Did that come before uh, literature, before uh, the written word? I don't know. And I would assume not. Because I think what we've used numbers to do is to gain an understanding of our physical universe uh, and to be able to communicate our physical universe in words because we would, yeah, we'd be able to say the world is big, uh, the sky is big, but we then needed to be able to quantify things. So how big is it and how do we then compare that to something that's smaller? So I think that's the origins of numbers is it's a higher level of communication because animals communicate and they can communicate with sound. They can make certain sounds to attract a mate or to warn off predators. So I think, I think it's a high level of communication when you get to numbers because you're then quantifying things, measuring things. And now we're using it to bring things out of the imagination into the real world. We're creating theories based on mathematics and numbers and then making real world science from these numbers. Well, it, it, it isn't like we were talking before, just a screen like the matrix, just ones and zeros. Well, ones yeah, zeros. We, we kind of technically are, because if you take it right down to atoms, we're, they're positive and negative. So they are protons and uh, protons, electrons, neutrons. They basically are ones and zeros and ons and off switches. Uh, we're just a very complicated collection of ones and zeros and binary. And if you look at DNA, DNA is just four different letters and then it's just transcribed and put in, it literally is a code. Uh, you could write it out and they, I think they have fully programmed the, the human DNA into a computer. So we've got the full written code, code of what it is to be a human. Uh, and we know all the changes you'd have to be to make it a chimp or to make it a frog or whatever it might be, the whole Jurassic Park thing of uh, mm. making, the, making the dinosaurs. So yeah, I, I think maths is just a very, advanced understanding of where what we are and i guess it's what really separates us or begin one of the things that hugely separates us from the other animals i'm going to do a little research on i've written it down on numbers for next week uh i'd like to bring that that back bring that back yeah because yeah i know you've always had a fascination with numbers just or maybe not even a fascination but you certainly notice them don't you like yes you, just tend, yeah. you tend to pick up on them and uh, i think when you tell me stuff like dates, I've probably got loads of those in my life, but I've never paid attention enough to ever pick them out. But I guarantee there's some numbers and dates where I go, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that that lines up the way it does. That way, this way. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I like that. I don't know where that comes from in you. I don't know if you know where that started or anything, or if that's no, just I, the way you're I, wired. I, this conversation has really opened some doors of thought. So yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go away. I've always going to have quite a silent uh, contemplating and uh, Google no, uh, stuff to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, never really over thought into, I've obviously observed it. Like we've said with, you mm. know, volume and things like that and get yeah, my numbers and reference, but never, never thought more than that. Yeah, well, if anyone is in the comment sections of these things, uh, please tell us some stories about numbers because uh, this, this has been an interesting one, trying to figure yeah. out what's going on.
ones and twos, threes and fours. Threes and fours. And uh, well, we haven't really had the catch up. We haven't said for a couple of weeks. Well, how things been? So, uh, how's your week been or weeks been as? Uh, everything's been fine. I've got to say, uh, and we'll, I can say this on the podcast, I miss your physical presence, JC. Oh, thank uh, you. I've, Likewise. I've, we were discussing it the other day, and I haven't seen you since March uh, or April in person. Uh, but obviously, we have spoke pretty much every week since. Uh, but I said to someone the other day, I just kind of miss hanging out with him uh, in the physical ah. space. Uh, and that's been, I've noticed that with a couple of people who, you know, maybe I don't see them often because like us, for example, we don't live in the same area. So we don't see each other uh, a lot at the best of times. But, but there's a lot of people now where I just don't physically see them, but we text or we're on social media or we have a, you know, a FaceTime call. Uh, and it's just, it's just not the same, is it? I mean, it's, it's no. very close to being the same and it's great that we can do this. It's a, you know, the other day I cooked with my dad on FaceTime. So I was cooking in my kitchen. He was cooking in it's his good, kitchen. We had a conversation. It was really nice, uh, but it's still not quite the same. Uh, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what the differentiating factor is between me and you having a conversation in the same room and having a conversation like this, that I would feel there's like a deficit between the two. There's a difference. I know if you want to hit the bell, but like when we uh, got back to the dojo from lockdown, uh, like I'll be honest, I was really enjoying the Zoom. I know you uh, didn't particularly enjoy the <laughs> Zoom from a yeah practical point of view, but I was actually enjoying. I was enjoying the fun that was having with the kids and that. And when we went back to the dojo, it was like, you know what, Zoom was fun, but this is how it should be done. And we're not even, you know, making contact yet. We're not even hitting pads and that. So, uh, yeah, I completely get where uh, you're coming from. And I, I don't know what it is. When a difficulty I have is when someone asks me to explain, uh, describe someone. I always have a difficulty describing someone. I always pick up when I meet someone or see someone, I always pick up or maybe what they're wearing or, you know, obviously the features are if they're tall, small or, you know, the color of their skin, everything else. But I always find if Lauren says, oh, you know, uh, that person that you'll describe them, I find it really difficult to. And I, I think it's because I connect in a slightly different way. And I think it comes in line with what you're saying. I think there's things going on when we meet each other, when we're in closer contact in the same vicinity each other that we don't even understand. Uh, yeah, body agree. language and just stuff we don't even yet have names for. Uh, we, we don't even, yeah, we don't even comprehend yet. I think there's things going on and I would like to think I'm sort of connected to that more so than just the, the visual or even the verbal connection. Like I go away at times uh, with my brother and would travel to Cornwall, for instance, to go swimming, uh, to go surfing. And we could be journeying for like five hours and we could quite comfortably sit there for a couple of hours without speaking to each other. But there is a conversation constantly being had. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, an energy exchange. I think energy is the yeah. word that's currently would be used for it. But I agree when you say there's stuff that we just don't know about yet. Uh, and I think we're really experiencing at the minute where we're just not interacting with people the same way we would. But yeah, I really experienced that. I know what you're saying. A chemistry of energy. 
Mm. There's a chemistry as well, isn't it? Quite often that's spoken about between a man and a woman or people in love, don't they? Yeah, a chemistry. And uh, I don't mean just that. I mean, there's something more that goes on, I believe, face-to-face interaction. Look at the animal kingdom. They don't all necessarily have a chat, do they? Oh, how are you doing today, Fred? Uh, there, there must be more things that we can even uh, comprehend going on there as well. Yeah, I guess that's where kind of our advancement is going to, in some ways be our detriment because we are by nature a social animal we're a tribe animal we're hmm. meant to live in you know small groups and collectives and we're meant to have mates uh, and all of this technology allows us to kind of artificially maintain that stuff without the the reality of being in the same occupying the same space and i think that in some ways is going to do a lot of damage uh, in some yes. ways, it's beautiful, isn't it? Because, you know, we had Jamie Tension on from the States the other day, the other week. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for the technology at hand. But, yes. but in these aspects, it's like where people are having full-on relationships and stuff like that. And it's just basically all virtual rather than mm. being in a physical space. And I, I think that's, I think we've got to find a, a spot in the middle somewhere because I think it's, I think it's it- at the minute it's leaning the wrong way. It comes back to that word again that we've mentioned many times, that balance, isn't it? All of these things aren't bad. And oh, it's something to talk about with the whole David Attenborough thing when you watch it as well. All these things aren't bad. It's just finding a balance with it all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes easier said than done, though, isn't it? Because a lot of these technologies, we spoke about this the other week, how addictive they are designed, not how they mm. are, but designed to be so on purpose. Uh, it's like the 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 powers that be don't want us to be balanced so it has to be very much a personal decision to introduce those boundaries because i think if you just let the device or the app do its thing it would quite happily all consume you because they they make money off of your attention the more time you spend on something the more money they make in advertising and all the rest of it. So I think it's a very much a personal decision or it has to be a personal education to know when enough is enough. Yeah, there's no regulation, is there? There's Or is no. there? There's no regulation to social media. Obviously, the content, I would like to think, is regulated stringently and things like that. But the... Uh, exposure to the content that might be regulated that exposure is not regulated is it no i think that's the issue of how quickly it's all come along isn't it because yes we were talking in the last 10 15 20 years it's exploded uh and you know when mark zuckerberg created facebook i'm sure he never in a million years fathomed it would be what it is today he was just trying to think of a way of communicating between friends and now He's one of the most powerful and influential men on the planet. And it's like he never intended to wield that power, but yet here he is. And he now has a responsibility, as far as I'm concerned, uh, to wield it with a level of responsibility uh, to to Mm. do it, you know, do it justice because it affects people. And, you know, we're seeing it now, depression, anxiety, all of these things are just on the up suicide. We spoke about suicide last week. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mad one. Yeah, 
Yeah, crazy. I shared you uh, went camping a few weeks ago, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I'll share what uh, Lauren and I did this week. We uh, had a uh, voucher for a cool stays, and uh, I forget what it was called. Childness, Childness Woods, I think it was called. Uh, the Red Kite uh, in uh, just below Brecon. Childerness, I've been corrected by my wife there. Childerness, uh, the Red Kite Barn is just uh, south of the Brecon Beacons in Wales, middle of Wales. And yeah, know, there right? uh, we uh, hired, uh, rented a, a tent pod. Think of uh, Ewoks uh, uh -huh. <laughs> and living in the trees, you're not far off of it. So we nice. arrived uh, literally middle of nowhere and walk down across the little wooden bridge across the stream and then the 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 actual tent it's got a structure but it's big enough to sleep like a double bed in there so two people could sleep in there it's got a little wood burner and it's completely suspended in a pine forest wow. a little wooden walkway onto a wooden platform where there's an outdoor uh, kitchen with you know running water uh, as in a sink and you know workstation area uh, an outdoor shower with its own uh, heater and then up on the top into the woodlands there's a, a toilet and then they built right down next to the stream underneath a little uh, patio veranda so you can sit next to a stream and have like a little fire there and that as well and uh, we had uh, two nights there and it was absolutely great it was absolutely lovely and like it Sounds you know awesome. by the time the sun went down completely dark there's just not a ounce of light anywhere you can just hear the stream running and yeah i i i I just love it. That was just so, so me. I just love being disconnected and just, and it's like, I would like to spend more time just living like that outdoors, just simplified. Yeah. It, it was really great. Yeah. That, that's definitely an objective for me going forward is to spend more time doing things like that and more time detached from ones and zeros zeros and ones but yeah that yeah. sounds that sounds very cool because that's a uh, kind of somewhere in between a bit of camping and yeah they re they refer to it as glorning glor like uh glamorous Glamping. camping yeah that's the one because you've got a flushing toilet you've got running water you've got a hot shower but uh, it was all still on a wooden structure and it was all mm. still outdoors and you are under canvas in a one or a two person uh tent it's uh and in the middle of nowhere there is no local shop like we walked i think it was two and a half hours to get to a post office that was like oh. an old school post office and uh yeah that, that's like the closest thing uh, that you had yeah it slows things down that's what i find it's it's nice to slow things down because then one day uh, you can get through a day and you like wake up and before you know it you're getting back into bed because so much has been going on and you've been so busy. But I think when there's a day and when you're in a space where so little is happening, you just get to appreciate the little things so much more because there's yeah. not so much distraction pulling your attention every which way. Yeah. And like the sheep the were a novelty and that was great where usually on a busy day you drive past and you wouldn't even, wouldn't even, even take about. note of them. And you know, that, that was a proper giggle the whole time because they're just like, Oh, run away. It's like, what's all of that? Hell? <laughs> <laughs> I had oh, written okay. down this week as, I don't know if we'll be opening a can of worms with this, like we did with the films and a never ending oh. story. Sweets. Where are you at with sweets and confectionery? <laughs> this is another topic where I think we're going to be quite polarizing <laughs> to each other. 
Um, I like sweets. Recently, due to my wife being a pastry chef, I'm very much into pastry. Uh, so croissants and things like that. That's kind of been my bag just just through i'm the official guinea pig for for her cooking eat this uh yeah but in terms of like confectionery sweets not so much uh, and and never really has been like since childhood and i couldn't tell you why but i know that you're a big sweets man yeah that's partly why i brought it up i thought you know what i I've, i don't recall sharing a bag of sweets with you and i don't recall and to me that's like quite a quite a big deal and it's yeah, like yeah. Okay, but i would know why because to... yeah, yeah I, would, well, I would never have been like oh can i have one of those oh yeah. what you got there because it just yeah they never catch my I, I don't it's not i don't turn my nose up to them I, i'll if someone gives me a sweet i'll eat a sweet but if uh you know if i've got a little bit of change in my pocket and i walk into a shop that's probably not the thing that i'm going to pick up just just for, for personal choice I, well i walk into going... a shop just to buy sweets yeah that's what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you one thing we did do we shared we went and got a oh, i'm trying to remember the name black death yes yes you introduced me to that uh, yeah and and that's been my new favorite thing to torture people with ever since yeah. I, I think i've given about Proper 10 sour, sweet. i think they've come off the market now i don't think you can buy them anymore no way so, yeah yeah they're that oh that's that dangerous <laughs> yeah going going with puddings for instance as the sweet topic uh when i go to a restaurant the first thing i look at is puddings because then i work backwards because it's not a meal without a pudding so you when you were cooking with your dad i bet you didn't uh cook a pudding did you Was, wasn't That's, even a consideration what what's the point <laughs> what's the point there's no point <laughs> it's, i could quite happily well we do on my dad's uh, birthday uh, the anniversary of his birthday each year we have a i'm sure it's going to give us diabetes one of these years but uh, we we have a pudding day so 10th of november all we eat is puddings uh, for that meal and, and it I doesn't it's... make you feel sick I did five. It was five or six last year we did. And I had to pause. I had to okay. pause. I, I think before I went on to the apple crumble after whatever it was, uh, we, we, I had to pause for about an hour. But got it done. Got it done. And yeah, it, well, I've got a serious sweet tooth in that. Well, they used to call my dad two de desserts, Tony, because he used to always have two desserts whenever, whenever we go. That's got to be the best mafia name ever. Yeah, two desserts, Tony. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I, I guess you said sweet tooth. I've got more of a, a savory tooth. So I would go for a packet of crisps over a packet of sweets just because that's how my taste buds are programmed. That would probably be my preference. Yeah, that's the same, same as Lauren, same as well. Oh, okay. like she, she's completely savory. She'll enjoy uh, a sweet, but one of. Whereas, so she'd no, go the for the cheese board at the end of the yes. evening more like yeah. yeah so yeah yeah we're the yeah. same in that sense yeah so i think that's a thing uh some people are just more programmed to be sweet toothed aren't they than other i'm assuming the girls are all sweet toothed yes they are they are particularly so we were, i can remember when they were young we would catch them eating butter out of the fridge and things like that <laughs> it's like what are you doing <laughs> they're so sweet hey, um, sweet uh, Oh, this was like, we're, we're putting to, a can of worms head. out there. Like, Guns ahead. 
can I categorize it? Like, are we talking desserts and then chocolate bar? Because actual like confectionery, as in like hobbled sweets, packet sweets, I think come into another category. So I've got already. All right, you're right. We have opened a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So one confectionery, one chocolate based sweets. Uh, and yeah. one dessert slash pudding. Oh top, man, it makes me fruit. hungry. Okay, right. <laughs> dessert is uh, my wife's apple crumble. Not just any apple crumble, but my wife's apple crumble because it is the the best apple cum- crumble guy. So any dessert, and you've got to always have cream, double cream uh, or triple cream if you can get it uh, in the same bowl. But the ice cream or the custard always has to be in separate bowl. You can't you can't mix that stuff. You shouldn't mix that stuff. So, so you've got the, the crumble in a bowl. There's yep. cream on the crumble. Yeah, cream's cool, but like triple, you know, thick, thick cream. It's got gotcha. to be on And the then crumble. you've also got an ice cream or a custard on the side. Yeah, if that's the option. Like I'm, we had it last weekend. We had the apple crumble, just the apple crumble and the cream. Happy, more than happy as the dessert. But quite often the option comes with a dollop of ice cream or custard. Uh, so if you are given the choice of all, then, you know, if it is a weller, uh, you know, delivering chef or, you know, uh, house, then it would be the apple crumble. You'd have a bowl of custard and a bowl of ice cream, vanilla ice cream with the apple crumble as well. Love it. <laughs> Chocolate based confection. Is a Butterfinger. Ah, oh, do you know what Butterfinger is? I do, I do yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. We we did a lot of time in the states. I'm a I'm a big fan of a Butterfinger. Yeah, Butterfinger. They they have brought out packets now of like little ones and that. But the bar, there's something about eating the bar. Uh, Butterfinger is yeah. That that that's the uh, chocolate. And ye old sweet shop style. <sighs> that that's a tricky that's one. That's the hard one, up. right? Because that chops and changes. So if we'd gone back 10 years, I would have said an aniseed sw- twist. I'm quite really? uh, a like of aniseed and licorice. Oh, I'm not a fan. So, yeah, but we know there's lots wrong with you. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, i just take that on the chin. Uh, but if we're going right now, uh, I like a lollipop. I like like a traffic lollipop. Uh, but if, if you're putting a gun to my head, I can only choose one in the shop right now, flying saucers. Um. Well, yeah, you see, now sauce. you've given these free, and I'm I'm quite upset to say that mine actually end up matching you pretty much sweet for sweet. So flying saucers is the only sweet where I have a nostalgia to it as a kid of eating, trying to eat it about ten different ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just realised there were so many ways to eat a flying saucer <laughs> that they entertained me more than anything else. So I've got a fondness for those. When you said a Butterfinger, that like really took me back again to childhood uh, and going to America and it just being like, it was just chocolate times 10 in comparison to like what you'd get here. You know, you have a Snickers mm. bar here and it's nice, uh, but you go over there and you have a Butterfinger, you're like, what <laughs> numbers? Uh, and yeah, apple crumble has been my all time fave dessert for the longest time. I'm a, but for me, it has to come with custard. Uh, if it comes with anything else, I'm kind of like, meh, take it or leave. <laughs> but if it comes with warm custard, then I'm just like, you have, you have done me well. I'm, I'm a happy man. Happy man. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we, now. yeah, I'm glad that we've been able to share that and get, get that out there. I'm, I'm going to go have, eat some pudding now and eat some sweets, but I am really, uh, really strict with myself now. Just from when we did that whole, uh, we'll have to talk about it at some point, the yeah. uh, sugar 
sugar thing, sugar-free thing. Where since doing that, I don't touch unless it's been made. Like sometimes the girls are doing uh, brownies or whatever at home. Unless it's been made and it's going to go off, uh, then all travelling rules. Then. Uh, I don't eat sweets and uh, chocolates and that during the week. I find that's a really good habit because you then enjoy it more at the weekend. Again, it's the balance, isn't it? I think yeah. that's, that's what it comes down to because uh, it can be more addictive than than drugs for people. People have real uh, issues oh, with it. Completely, completely. You know, uh, yeah. And it's again down to this just sheer abundance of it. Going back to what we were talking to at the start, isn't it? It's just too yeah, much I think so. choice and everything else. And too easy. It's just too easy to get to. And again, that's our human programming because we were, when we were starving and just looking for anything, if we saw a beehive and got access to honey, that was just considered high calorie. And our brain would trigger us to say, go get it, go get it, go get it. Uh, And I think we've still got so much of that ingrained in us, but now it's not, you know, you ain't got to climb up a tree and get by the finger by bar. bees. <laughs> you just go buy the chocolate and uh, eat yeah. the chocolate. And, but you get the same chemical uh, responses in your mind as you would have. So it's, yeah. it's dangerous stuff. But next week, David Attenborough, I'll have it watched and we will, we will get into it because I, uh, I could feel the passion off you through the screen. Yeah, yeah. The I, 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 yeah well, I'm not going to say anymore. Let, let's bring that one up next week. But I've got a David Attenborough quote to finish, actually. Oh, uh, nice. So we yeah. finish with our, our quote of the week. Uh, I, I wanted to read, first of all, what he uh, said after this uh, documentary, but I don't think I can do it justice because as I'm reading it, I'm, think, I'm reading it in David Attenborough's voice and I don't think I could do it justice, but I thought this was a really good quote because it's a bit more uh, unexpected. There are some 4 million different kinds of animals and plants in the world. Four million different solutions to the problems of staying alive. David Attenborough. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah, I really like that. Well, it kind of vibes off of my one for this week. Uh, I've been reading some old Chinese, Japanese philosophy, uh, going back to some of that stuff. So I've been reading some Lao Tzu. uh, And this one is, the hard and stiff will be broken. The soft and supple will prevail. Right. which is kind of the original be like water my friend yes be soft flow become the oh, cup make it well till next been a week pleasure, dude i'm and, gonna yeah. go and find diabetes and <laughs> <laughs> nice no, one i'll see you next week with diabetes yeah. and a conversation on that uh, give us the show again so everyone can go watch it so we can all be it, talking about it on an equal plane it's field. a life on our planet the uh, life statement, witness statement of David Attenborough. And yeah, uh, after watching it, it's, yeah, go watch it. More we'll pick up from where we left off next time. Done. So guys, next time when you're coming to listen to us, make sure you've watched it and then we're all on an even playing field when we, uh, we sit down to get it done. Yeah, and tell us about these ones and zeros and numbers and anything yeah, else you can be important. Or tell us your favourite chocolates as well, or if you don't, if you're a bit odd like us and you don't like chocolates and sweets. And if your backpack is zipped or unzipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to get Ian on, won't we? Have a word about that. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Crazy bag. We do, should we just get him in for just like a five minute? A five minute in, feature, ask what that is about and then kick him out. Perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Well, have That's a good week, Az. Have a good week, all. Cheers, guys. Sure.